Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I, I need a prayer request. It is, I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And good afternoon. Welcome to Calvary Live. Jason Vandeveer here with you. Going to have a great hour just taking your calls, questions, comments about the Bible, Christianity, your prayer requests, of course, as always, as well. Let me give you the numbers to call in case uh, you don't already know those. Maybe you can punch them in your phone uh, or make a note if you want to join us uh, on the air right now or... If you want to join us uh, at a later time or even a later day, the number uh, for all to call is 303-690-3000. That number will get you through and get you on the air with your question, your prayer request, 303-690-3000. And if you prefer to text, uh, you can do that as well, 720-336-0897, Nine seven is the text line. Give me a short one-sentence text if you can, your prayer request uh, or your uh, question so that we can digest it and answer as many of those. Uh, pray for as many of those as well. Uh, on the air, uh, if possible, if we have time. Otherwise, I do my best uh, after the show uh, to answer as many of those as I can also. So uh, if you want to text, 720-336-0897. But uh, better to just call in person and uh, I know for some that might be a little bit frightening, but I can promise you that uh, after the fact, uh, you'll 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 still be breathing. You'll be good. You'll you'll survive. Um, it's not as bad as as one might uh, think at first. But I have a lot of people tell me that you know I wanted to call. I was afraid. Don't be afraid. Just give us a ring here. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. I'm Jason Vanderveer with you. Uh, I'm the pastor at Calvary Chapel. In Parker, Colorado, you can get information about our fellowship, including service times, at calvarychapelparker.com, calvarychapelparker.com, including directions. We're right in the heart of Parker, Parker Road, and Main Street in the beautiful state of Colorado. Appreciate all of you listening in Colorado on Grace FM and Wyoming, by the way, Uh, all of you listening uh, up and down the Front Range uh, on Grace FM, and of course, all of our listeners uh, in, uh, in the South. Uh, Kentucky, North Carolina, Tennessee on Truth FM and all of our Hope FM listeners in the Northeast, Maryland, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Welcome to all of you. And again, the number, no matter where you are, it's a 303 area code, 303-690-3000. Let's go to Carla in Colorado Springs. Carla, welcome to the program. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you. Good. What's on your mind? Well, um, I have a 13-year-old that decided she needed a break from me, Mm -hmm. so she decided to go live with her dad right now, and uh, it's been two weeks since I haven't heard anything from her. I keep texting her, tried to call several times, and I haven't got anything back from her. Her dad filed for uh, strict parenting, but it got denied, and I, I don't even know why he did that. But he doesn't know the Lord, and he's very manipulative. Mm-hmm. So, and 
pretty much like brainwashing her mm-hmm. not to be with us because, you know, I remarried. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're both Christian because we have rules in our house, and we try to follow the rules, and she doesn't like to follow the rules. She likes to be aware she can do whatever she wants. Right. So it's just been really hard for us. As a family, especially for me as a mother, you know, to not know what's going on with her, mm-hmm. not be able to talk to her, and she says she needs more time. Mm-hmm. And so and you, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just asking, you know, uh, prayer because right now I'm just praying and asking God to soften her heart, and I'm even praying for her dad because, you know, when you don't have God in your life, you can. To think that what you're doing is right, but it's not. Yeah, and you. So you mentioned a moment ago, and 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 uh, my connection was uh, not great, so I couldn't hear exactly what you said about custody. But um, what is your custody arrangement right now? Is it joint um, or? We have joint custody. Okay. But and because so, this happened, uh, he wanted to file for full custody. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. Uh, okay. The judge denied because there was no. You know, he's trying to allege that my daughter, that our daughter is, uh, you know, meant that she's a mentally abused, that I was a mentally abused to her, that, okay. you know, <laughs> all of that yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, unfortunately, these um, things are, are, are more common um, than uh, people realize, and, and there's all kinds of games that, that get played. Uh, the reality of it sounds like, and it sounds, sounds like, you know, you've already had at least one court hearing. Um, recently on the issue. Obviously, you have rights. Uh, Colorado is very generous, uh, obviously, to both uh, parents in these types of situations. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, you have rights, uh, uh, and, and it sounds like you've already been kind of uh, a patient uh, beyond what your rights are in terms of, of, of parenting uh, yeah. with the lack, the lack of communication and not seeing her. So my encouragement before we pray um, is both spiritual and 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 legal. Uh, I'm not pretending to give you legal advice. Obviously, you need Bye. to to talk to your your lawyer for that. But uh, um, mm-hmm. but that it sounds like uh, your uh, your rights as a parent um, are not being followed according to the law within the state of yeah. Colorado. And and based on the situation that you've mentioned to me, that's obviously not in the best interest of your daughter. Um, we see yeah. a lot of these situations where one parent is a believer and the other parent isn't. And it's so um, in a divorce situation, and it's so important that 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 uh, Christian parent uh, maintain their opportunity to to influence their child, to take them to yeah. church uh, when it is their uh, time for you know to have them with them. Um, to mm-hmm. even when it's not, I've seen some parents even allow the other parent to come and bring them to church, even when it is not their day or their weekend or their week or however your arrangement is set up. Mm-hmm. And so, so my encouragement is, 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 is that, that, you know, for her spiritual uh, sake, whether or not she's interested in it or not, or likes it or not, that at 13 years old, that's, um, that's irrelevant. Uh, you know, we sometimes have to do what's best regardless of what, um, what uh, kids want to do and, and realizing right. that, that, that later on that the benefits of that will be uh, spiritually realized. And so um, I would just encourage you uh, to pursue uh, as much, uh, uh, you know, as, as you're legally entitled to and even more uh, influence and time in, in, in her life. And if that's not uh, uh, being granted, that, that you need to, to seek 
legal help and advice from uh, if you already have your attorney uh, or if you don't have one if you would if you would uh, seek that advice from a qualified uh, uh, legal counselor and so um, uh, that that's my only my only thing not knowing you or your husband or your daughter or anything mm-hmm. like that you know that's just my mm-hmm. my one encouragement so that she can be in church uh, be encouraged in the word and uh, as much as possible um, yeah well, I appreciate that and, yep. and you know and one of my concern is you know I, I do not have a lawyer we did not mm-hmm. have hearing because uh, the judge just denied before went to hearing so he mm-hmm. has 21 days to um, plead, you know, okay. that if yeah. he doesn't agree with that. But um, my main thing is, um, I'm just, you know, I know she's 13 and she doesn't know what she's doing right now. Mm-hmm. And for him to not enforce her, no, you have to go to your mother's house. I know you don't might not like the way that she's parenting you right now. You don't have a say. You have to go to your mom's house. But mm-hmm. I don't have that from him. And yeah. And right now, you know, I mean, there's been two weeks since I've seen my daughter. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I wanted to pick her up in my days. But when she says she's not ready, I don't know what to do. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know if I should still go and pick her up. If Would that make a situation worse as far as, you know, I wanted to have a good relationship with her. Mm-hmm. You know, but I don't want her to also rule, you yeah. know, the time because well, she wanted to be there. Yeah. Well, you know, definitely, I think that that uh, you need to insist, you know, on those times together, and 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 she may not necessarily appreciate it uh, right now. But you know, you're the adult, uh, you're the you're the parent, and you're the believer, and um, you know, you'll the Lord will give you strength to deal with what is uh, potentially going to be a difficult situation. It sounds like, at least in mm-hmm. in in the early going. Uh, knowing mm-hmm. that that uh, you're laying the foundation uh, for something else down the road that's necessary uh, and, and and it's going to be difficult and so yeah I mean by all means I would insist on those times and right. and that they're kept and and if they're not going to be kept then then you know there may need to be some sort of legal enforcement of that agreement right right because you know? so, he's not following the court orders and yeah you know and I'm yeah. honest not falling either because I'm I'm letting you know I don't want to make things worse. Sure. And the enemy trying to put fear in your heart, you know. I'm like, yeah. I'm torn because I don't know what to do. I don't know if I should just go and do yeah. that or just well, let's let's do this. Let's let's pray, Carla and. Uh, uh, Father, we just thank you. I thank you for Carla, and, and you know her situation. You understand the difficulty of the situation, Lord. Uh, it's one thing to talk about it, but uh, it's another thing to uh, be in the reality of the situation as she is. And so, Lord, I just pray that you give her peace. I pray that you give her a clarity. I pray that you'd give her strength. I pray that she would know in each and every moment exactly what to do. And, um, Lord, that she would pursue things in a way that is pleasing to you, glorifying to you, and is best uh, for her daughter. Lord, I, I, I pray uh, for her daughter's heart. I pray that you would just work and, and that you would uh, mend that relationship between her and, and, and her mom. And, uh, Lord, that you would just use her mom, uh, just use Carla in a powerful way in her life to be able to, to minister to her daughter and, and, uh, and help strengthen her walk and, 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 or help establish a walk and a relationship uh, with you, whatever the case may be. And so, Lord, I just pray that you'd work in this home as difficult as all of these situations are. And, and uh, Lord, I pray on the other side, I pray for, uh, this, uh, for, for um, uh, her daughter's uh, father. 
uh, Lord, I, even though he doesn't know you, Lord, I just pray that you, you would just work on that side of it to, to cause him uh, to be cooperative with what is best uh, for, uh, for everybody concerned and especially uh, for this young uh, daughter and, and for Carla. Lord, we just pray that you'd work. Uh, we put all things in your hands. We trust you. Uh, and we know that uh, uh, that you're good and that you're working all things together for good for those who love you, who are the called according to your purpose, Lord. We we thank you in Jesus' name we pray. Yes. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. You guys are such a blessing to so many of us that are going through a difficult time. Thank you. May God continue to bless you and what you guys are doing. Well, thank you, Carla. I appreciate that and just uh, appreciate you thinking of us, praying for us, and uh, and tuning into the program and allowing us an opportunity just to, to pray with you and let us know how things are going. Give us an update down the road. I will. Thank you so much. God, God bless ble- you. God bless you. Take care. Folks, we got all lines uh, open, 303 uh, If you want to join me on the air, I'm Jason Vanderveer, pastor of Calvary Chapel uh, in Parker, Colorado, Calvary Chapel, Parker, Dot com is our web address. Uh, you can find all kinds of, uh, of uh, resources there, including audio and video studies through the entire Bible for you to choose to listen to, uh, uh, download, stream, whatever uh, you want to do with them, uh, you know, transcribe them, put them in a book. I'm kidding, of course, unless you want to work with me on something <laughs> like that. But uh, no, uh, great, uh, I, I, I hope, uh, great resources there for you, CalvaryChapelParker.com. And a great resource in this. This program live right now. Uh, as I said, you can call in with your prayer request uh, or your Bible question. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And uh, also have a, uh, uh, a text message here uh, regarding an individual whose uh, brother passed away uh, a couple of years uh, ago and uh, young uh, uh, adolescent uh, uh, brother and uh, and just uh, uh, looking like uh, trying to kind of uh, digest the the prayer request and uh, uh, the essential is is that whether or not uh, so he was 11 years old when he passed away uh, good heart uh, you know a good kid um, and uh, whether or not he went to heaven. And so uh, that's a great question sometimes that we get. The, the way that uh, Bible scholars uh, refer to it uh, is the age of accountability. Uh, and uh, it's really interesting when we, when we talk about this subject, um, you know, wh- wh- the age of accountability and children versus adults and salvation. The idea is, is this, is that, uh, you know, children aren't at that that point uh, until they, uh, and, and it's not so much a specific, like you cross a certain uh, birthday and suddenly, you know, you're accountable. I mean, I think there's, there's a range in there where, where kids get to that place and, and it's kind of between them uh, and God where they understand and where they're responsible for themselves spiritually, where they, they understand and, and, and can receive the gospel message or reject it, can receive uh, Jesus Christ uh, for their sins uh, or not. And uh, the, the issue is, is that uh, um, when they can't, 
Now, the belief in, uh, amongst most uh, scholars, myself, uh, not necessarily scholar, but in, in included in that, is, is that when children uh, die before the age of accountability, that they go uh, into the presence uh, of the Lord. And, and uh, when they are accountable, when they get to that place, obviously if they haven't uh, received Jesus Christ, uh, then uh, you know. Then there is heaven if they if they receive Christ, and there is hell. Uh, very clearly, that the Bible describes that they that they haven't. Um, there's an interesting passage uh, in uh, uh, in Samuel, and I'll have to 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 track it down here for you. Um, but uh, where. <clears throat> David, uh, of course, uh, committed adultery uh, with uh, Bathsheba, and uh, but uh, the child that was conceived as a result of that uh, adultery um, was uh, died shortly, you know, after it was born or or uh, in in infancy. And David says something very interesting uh, in in the passage uh, related to. Uh, to uh, to that child. Um, after the child died, David said that uh, um, that he. Um, it's in, uh, uh, in in Second Samuel chapter twelve is uh, is where the passage is, and and um, he he says this. David does. He says, while the child was alive, I fasted and wept, and I said, who can tell whether the Lord will be gracious to me? Second Samuel twelve verse twenty two. He says that the child may live. He says, but now he is dead. Why should I fast? Can I bring him back? I shall go to him, but he shall not return to me. So this is really the only um, passage that that deals, uh, to my knowledge, that deals with the death of a child and and where children go. Um, and clearly, in in the context of that passage, it was the understanding of David, I believe, speaking uh, through the Spirit, uh, the inspired Word of God, that the child was with the Lord, and David had the expectation that he would go and see Him, uh, but that the child obviously wasn't uh, wasn't coming back at that point. So, Second uh, Samuel chapter twelve, uh, verses. Uh, well, verse 23 there uh, is the the, the uh, specific verse, shall we say, uh, on that subject. And so the idea of the age of accountability, children who die, uh, either in infancy or in childhood, uh, going uh, into the presence uh, to be with the Lord, and uh, and we will see them. The age, what is the age of accountability? Well, when we're talking about an 11-year-old child, uh, we're talking about somebody, uh, depending on, you know, on, on that individual, uh, near the, the, the cusp of what we would call the age of accountability, um, but perhaps a little bit earlier than, than typically we understand most children having the ability uh, to, to reason uh, and to understand the gospel. So it's difficult to say without, about, without knowing the child. Uh, you know, we just trust the Lord and that the Lord, uh, what the Lord did was right and, and was just. Uh, because I've met a lot of kids that are very young that, uh, that understand the gospel, that, uh, that receive Jesus Christ. And I've met some people perhaps uh, even uh, a year or two older than that, um, that, that, you know, maybe a year or so older than that, uh, that still weren't able to understand 
uh, or weren't at that place. So it's kind of right uh, on the verge of that age of accountability uh, at uh, at 11, you know, 12 years old there, and it's really up to the Lord at that point. And so it's difficult. Uh, it's difficult to say, even knowing an individual, sometimes it's difficult to say um, at that age. It's uh, it's between them uh, and the Lord. So I hope that clears it up a little bit, and uh, and uh, best to just. Uh, uh, be praying about that and just pray, you know, Lord, if it's your will, uh, they're with you and, and uh, you know what's right and just and we're going to trust in you. Hey, I want to uh, give a little shout out here for the uh, uh, inductive Bible study seminar that's coming up at Calvary Aurora. It's on September 8th from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. It's going to be $20 a person and uh, you can register at calvaryaurora.org slash forward slash learn. Calvary Aurora dot org forward slash learn i can tell you this an all-day inductive bible study seminar <clears throat> for twenty dollars um that's a no-brainer uh inductive bible study in case you're you're not familiar with what inductive bible study is uh, it's a method uh, of studying the bible observation interpretation application the three principles of the inductive bible study system regardless of who teaches it or or where it's taught um it that that is the inductive bible study method you'll be taught how to to look at and study the bible for yourself uh it's something that that most pastors i think have been taught and or a lot of pastors have been taught and learned especially the pastors that you listen to uh here on this station who are teaching uh verse by verse through the scriptures certainly uh utilize aspects and forms of the inductive Bible study method, both in their private study uh, as well as uh, as in their preparation to teach the Word of God. And uh, it's not a mystery. It's not, not complicated. Anybody can learn to study the Bible effectively and, and study it on a deeper level. And maybe you're somebody out there right now who's thinking, you know, I read the Bible, but, but I want to get a, more out of it uh, or something close to uh, what I get out of when I go to church and hear a message or listen to uh, some of the different pastors teach on the radio. If that's you, then the inductive Bible study uh, program and seminar coming up at uh, Calvary Aurora, September 8th, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. As I said, $20 a person, and you can register calvaryaurora.org forward slash learn. Highly uh, recommend that. Highly recommend this program here. Jason Vandeveer with you. 303-690-3000. All lines are open. Uh, so now's a great time to call. You know, uh, after the bottom of the hour break here, which is coming up in about eight minutes, uh, seven minutes, um, it, it tends to sometimes get a little bit busier in the second half of the program. So I'd encourage you to pick up the phone call right now, unless you're somebody who loves to wait in line. Uh, I know I don't. Uh, pick up the phone right now while the lines are open. Call in with your prayer request uh, or your question. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. That is the number to call. Or if you prefer to text, 720 Nine seven seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven is the text line, and like I said, if you can, uh, uh, just give me a, a short uh, one sentence, you know, text of your prayer request uh, or your your question, so that I can I can digest it and answer it if possible uh, on the air. Uh, like I said, when it starts to fill up, uh, we aren't able to get to as many of those when it's a little bit quieter on the phone line. So sometimes we can uh, get to more of those, but we do attempt to answer. Uh, all of those sometimes after the program. So uh, if you want to join us uh, uh, on the program, 
3,000 texts, 720-336-0897. Let's go to Herbert in Denver. Uh, Herbert, welcome to the program. Yes. Uh, Mr. Jason, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good, good. Um, listen, I just got a question uh, about... Good? Hello? Hey, I'm, I'm with you. I can hear you. You said you have a question about, and then... Yeah, sorry. I, I got uh, uh, the radio on and listening to myself at the same time, so... <laughs> don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Um, so, um, uh, Mr. Jason, I was born in Africa. Um, my, my, my family don't go to church uh, that much. Okay. Uh, I'm the only one that's, that's saved, um, pretty much, that goes to church. Okay. And from what I understand, you know... My um, pastor tells me, well, I, I've learned from different places in the, the Bible that there is there is no such thing as a ghost. Uh-huh. Um, but, but of course, Satan is there, and, and his demons are there, and they they of course they they do bad things. They're they're walking around because they're yeah yeah. Uh, so, I guess my question is in in First Samuel. Uh, over there, I forget the verse uh, and uh, the chapter, but why was uh, Saul able to uh, uh, contact that medium and, and he was able yeah. to bring uh, Samuel out? Uh, why, why did God allow that? Yeah, it's a fascinating passage. Um, it's in First um, Samuel chapter 28. Uh, there is is where we find uh, that uh, that whole. Uh, section of scripture where Saul he goes to the uh, uh, to the witch of Endor there yeah. and and he says uh, you know just for uh, for the benefit of uh, of you know some of our listeners that may not be familiar with it they probably should familiarize themselves with it because like I said it's a fascinating uh, section of scripture he, he goes to this witch at at, at Endor he, he asks her to conduct a seance and to uh, to bring up uh, you know. Samuel the prophet uh, for him, and when you look at the passage, um, there there's no reason to to uh, believe uh, that uh, Samuel didn't actually speak to him. You know, a lot of people actually divided on this passage on whether it was Samuel or or what you might have been referring to, or maybe a demon posing as Samuel. But the Bible says, if you read that passage, the Bible says it was Samuel. And okay. so, so the question then is, if it was Samuel, um, how could this be since, you know, God doesn't want us to practice witchcraft. You know, Leviticus yes. is, there's, there's a couple of passages and uh, verses in chapter 20 of Leviticus uh, uh, 6 and 27. And then also in the New Testament, if you prefer, Galatians chapter uh, 5 verse 20 speaks of sorcery, uh, witchcraft, and, and drugs involved, drug use involved in the use of that word. And, and uh, what you pointed out is, is correct. We know the dead don't roam about as disembodied spirits. The Bible teaches yeah. us that they're 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 not ghosts roaming about as disembodied spirits. The right. um, Hebrews nine twenty seven makes that clear. Second Corinthians five verse eight. Uh, it's appointed a man once to die. Uh, and then the judgment to be absent from the body, at least with believers, is to be present with the Lord. So we have a spirit, uh, right. but but believers and unbelievers are not roaming about as disembodied spirits. And right. if you look at Old Testament saints, uh, 
believers and unbelievers, they went to Hades and Sheol, the believers to Abraham's bosom, unbelievers to to torment in Hades. And Jesus gives us that whole passage uh, there in Luke 16 that that deals with with that. But I would say that, that uh, this is an exception. And what we see in the Bible sometimes are exceptions uh, to rules. And God allowed this, this interaction with Samuel and with the spirit of Samuel, not a ghost or you know wandering disembodied spirit or anything like that, but just God allowed this interaction between Samuel and Saul because God was dealing with Saul. Okay. And uh, it's interesting because when you look at Samuel, Samuel, he wants to know why Saul is bothering him. Even in death, <laughs> Even in death, he couldn't get away from this guy. And, yeah. and, and so it, it was just such that, that the relationship between Saul and Samuel and the Lord working in the life of Saul, so often his disobedience through Samuel, that for whatever reason, uh, the, the, the Lord allowed it. And uh, so when you look at that passage, um, it's difficult to come to any kind of other conclusion. Uh, the advice uh, you know, of Samuel and so forth, him being referred to as Samuel is all pretty biblical. So I hope that helps you out. I got to take a break here, uh, but appreciate you calling, Herbert. Uh, God bless you, my friend. And folks, uh, you're listening to Calvary Live, 303-690-3000. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And welcome back. Jason Vanderveer with you on Calvary Live. Let's uh, continue on uh, taking calls here. Let's go to Doc uh, in Denver. Doc, welcome to the program. Thank you. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing all right, thank you. The Lord uh, continues to bless, even though I'm going through some uh, some rough times. What's uh, what's going on? Well, uh, right now we've got uh, public service kind of coming down on us, wanting to kill our power. Uh, about a year ago, things started to go downhill when I wound up in the hospital and had uh, open heart surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had what I call a quintuple bypass. They had to do with three major arteries and plus two large veins. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, after that, I had some type of a seizure that put me in the hospital. And because they couldn't figure what was going on, they stuck a defibrillator in my chest. Mm-hmm. But uh, with all this going on, uh, having to take care of uh, medical stuff, our bills fell behind. And uh, so right now I'm just... Uh, Trusting the Lord for uh, uh, you know, a large blessing, mm-hmm. honestly, to uh, to help us get over this. Yeah. Um, whether you know He chooses to bless me directly, or uh, maybe opens uh, a window of blessing somewhere. Yeah. Well, let me do this before we pray. I will tell you this. Um, just so happens, I I worked for several years for Excel Energy, the parent company of Public Service Company of Colorado. And, uh, you know, you obviously have to have electricity. So uh, give them a call and uh, set up. They will set up a payment program for you. They'll set up a level pay uh, program for you. There's even um, 
It's called LEAP. It's Low uh, Income Energy Assistance Program. Uh, so there's right. finan- there's yeah. financial assistance yeah. out there. And just talk to them about your different options because uh, they, they want to keep the power on to you as well, especially with um, you know wintertime coming around the corner and, and obviously uh, still hot weather uh, being there as well. And if you've had any kind of health conditions, obviously you need heat and the, you need air conditioning and, and, and those things to be able to be in a comfortable environment. So I would encourage yeah. you to call them and, and, uh, and, and ask them, uh, you know, for all of your options to help you out. But, uh, but beyond that, uh, let me do this. I'd, I'd like to just pray for you. You've got a, 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 a whole host of, of issues and, um, you know, obviously the, the utility is not the answer and, and, uh, you know, any of these things, the Lord's the answer and he holds all of those things in his hands. Uh, um, Father, I just thank you for Doc. I just, uh, Lord, you know all that he's been through, and I just pray that you'd, you'd touch his body, Lord, that you'd heal him, uh, that you'd, you'd just minister to him even now, and, and, and Lord, that you'd just strengthen him and restore him. And, and while he's going through this, Lord, I, I pray uh, that you'd encourage him and, and just draw him even closer to you uh, through all that he's experiencing, all that he's going through. And, and Lord, so often when we go through these things, heaped up, uh, upon that is a, is a great financial burden. And Lord, you know that, you see that, and, and, and Lord, your word says you own the cattle on a thousand hills, Lord, so resources are not a problem for you, and so I just pray uh, that you would just open windows of heaven and, uh, and, and, and just provide, just take care of his needs and provide for him the food and the finances to, to pay the bills and to get caught up uh, on the bills and to get out from under that weight and that you'd strengthen him and bless he and his family and, uh, and just encourage him, Lord. Be with him. Be the one who, who, who lifts his head. We know that you love him, Lord, and, and that you see all of these things. And so we're not, we're not informing you. We're not telling you anything that you don't already know. We're just praying um, and, and just, just asking you to work and, and just throwing ourselves uh, to you uh, on your mercy and on your grace and on your love. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, you bet. I appreciate you calling, Doc, and uh, and and God bless you. Let us know. Uh, you know, keep up with us. I always like to, to, especially when we have a chance to pray for people. I like to hear back and just find out. You know, so how are things progressing? Where are you at? So, so touch base with us again. All right, I will do that. God bless. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Jason Vanderveer here on Calvary Live. Let's go to Camilla in Inglewood. Camilla, welcome to the program. Hi, Camilla. Can you hear me? Do we still have Camilla? Maybe we don't have Camilla anymore. Camilla, one more try. Camilla, is uh, is she with us? Nope. Looks like we lost Camilla. Let's go to Sarah in Fort Collins. Welcome, Sarah. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, how are you? Good. Thank you. Um, I think this is a quick question, but um, I am wondering... um, so going to hell is uh, a result of rejecting, you know, God's gift of salvation. Right. Um, but, and it's a bit of semantics, but is hell um, payment for sins or for rejecting God? So when Christ died and he said it was finished on the cross, does that mean that all the sins were paid for 100% then? And people go to hell because they're rejecting the Lord's gift, or if you go to hell, do you actually end up paying for the sins because you rejected the gift? Yeah, see, that's it, it. It's more the latter, although, like you said, it's it's a bit of semantics. But but ultimately, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, but I but I understand the question where it's coming from. Actually, I think it's a uh, um, 
I think it's actually a very interesting question to to stop and to consider. Um, but but basically, you know, the reason that that were that you know that that um, um, people would go to hell, that they've gone to hell, that they're going to hell, is is because of their sin. In other words, you know, the ultimate the the cause of 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 um, judgment is sin, and you know, rejecting God would just be, in essence, you could say, another sin. Um, rejecting right. the sacrifice of Jesus Christ is another sin. But but the issue is ultimately the fallen sin nature and the fact that we sin, and and there's there's nothing within us um, to combat that. And so Jesus Christ, bearing our sin on the cross, could say it is finished. Interestingly, what he said actually uh, in the Greek is is to telestai, which means paid in full. And so uh, it, it's a it's a legal term. And it means the full payment of a debt. And so what he was doing on the cross was paying the full debt uh, for your sin, for my sin, uh, for everybody else's sin. Um, It's just such, in fact, for all the sin that's ever been committed. Um, But the reality is, is that that's not appropriated to everybody because not all surrender to Jesus Christ. And so in other words, the, the free gift is for everybody. But not everybody chooses to receive the gift. And that's an important distinction. It gets into the difference between Calvinism and some other philosophies. Jesus Christ didn't just die for those who believed in him. Because uh, the first verse I ever learned, you probably, maybe the first verse you ever learned, John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him would not perish. So he loved the entire world. He died for the entire world. He died for the sins of all mankind. But it happens to be that whosoever believes in him would not perish and have everlasting life because they're the ones that that receive it. So hell is the punishment. I I would say the answer to your question is yes and yes. It's the punishment for (laughs) rejecting God. And also the punishment for our sin, because, you know, the two go hand in hand. In other words, you know, the only way that we don't receive forgiveness of our sins is because we've rejected Jesus Christ's sacrifice on the cross for our sin. And and so ultimately, when we go to hell, we... we, we're judged by God for our sins, not receiving uh, the sacrifice that was already paid for us for those same sins. We've rejected that sacrifice, and now we bear the judgment. We bear um, the wrath of God full strength because of our sin and because we've, okay. we've, um, we've resisted and rejected and stepped over the cross of Jesus Christ. Does that clarify it a little bit for you? Yeah, that's really helpful. Thank you. Yeah, in, in other words, it's not... It requires a bit of, you know, if you were to try to look at this purely in a philosophical way, you'd almost have to say, well, uh, pushing sin aside, if a person just rejected God, would they still go to hell? But, But see, just because you can ask the question doesn't mean that it makes sense logically because you can't push sin aside. You you can't push practically the sin nature aside. And even if you could, rejecting God is sin unto itself, right? So, right. so it's it's kind of one of those things that philosophically you, your mind wants to argue, but you can't really separate them. <laughs> right. You, you follow? So. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it's interesting. Really interesting, nonetheless. I I find it to be a fascinating question. Clearly, you're thinking about that, and uh, and and I like that uh, because it's what makes this program so interesting. 
Yeah. Well, I really appreciate it. I've been juggling back and forth, so thank you. Yeah. Well, hopefully you're not more confused now. God bless you, Sarah. No, it's good. Thanks. <laughs> Take care. 303-690-3000. You know, we don't... Uh, I don't think we have Camilla. We lost Camilla, but uh, uh, 303-690-3000. But it looks like we know roughly what uh, Camilla's question was. It looks like she had a question regarding um, a friend who died in a, in a car accident. And, and Camilla wanted to know how can we say that God has a plan uh, when something so tragic hap- happens? And, uh, and, and uh, that's a very good question. You know, what, what, how does the Christian... Uh, reconcile uh, tragedy? How does the Christian reconcile uh, pain in, in in their life? You know, one of my, my favorite stories goes all the way back uh, to the book uh, of Genesis. And when you, you look at tragedy, um, and uh, going back to Genesis, uh, beginning there back in uh, in. Well, all the the story of Joseph obviously begins, you know, with his birth back in the thirtieth chapter there. But you know, it really picks up. The story of Joseph really picks up in the thirty seventh chapter of the book of Genesis. But but the story of Joseph is a classic example of 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 how we can say Romans eight twenty eight that all things are working together for good for those who love the Lord, who are the called according to His purpose. And and the problem that we have as individuals is is that we can't see the end from the beginning. We're sometimes right in the midst of it. We're just after the car accident. We're just after uh, the 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 great health problem. We're just after the job loss. We're just after the spouse walking out. You know, we're 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 just after the great financial uh, trouble in our lives, and 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 we can't see the end uh, from the beginning. But the beauty of the story of Joseph is it gives us, and other stories like it, is it gives us an opportunity to see the whole thing, and to also see, unlike uh, the individual who's living in the situation, to see God's hand almost from above in the situation. And, and, and when you look at Joseph, I mean, the, his brothers wanted to murder him. Uh, then, you know, they threw him in a pit. Then they sold him into slavery. Then he's taken away from his home uh, down to Egypt. His father thinks he's dead. Uh, he just starts doing well again in Egypt. He's falsely accused. He's sent to prison. He's left in prison, forgotten in prison. And then the Lord brings him ultimately out of prison and causes him to rise to prominence uh, in the reign uh, of Pharaoh and the Yord. The Lord uses his ability to uh, to interpret dreams to not only save the entire nation of Egypt, but the surrounding uh, world in that day, and even all the way back to his own family. And then the Lord reconciles him uh, with his family. But bigger picture than the nation of Israel uh, sits in incubation in Egypt, growing stronger and being strengthened so that 400 years later they can then go back and and. Re- receive the land of promise that God has given them. So it's something that extends even 400 years beyond the life of Joseph. And that's how we can say that God is working all things together for good for those who love him. Because we have to consider that there is an end that we do not see. And there is always for the believer an end that we don't see. All we see at the moment is is the loss of a loved one. All we see at the moment is a tragic car accident and and the devastation uh, of that. 
But it's at that moment that we have to step back. We have to, uh, to, to pray and to trust the Lord that he knows what he's doing and that he allows certain things in our lives because the goal of the Lord is not to eliminate all pain in our lives. The Lord is to a goal of the Lord in our lives is to accomplish His greater will and purpose. And there are certain things that the Lord, in His wisdom, knows uh, can only be accomplished a certain way. And there's often a great ripple effect that we cannot see. And so it's at those moments that we have to trust the Lord by faith that there is an end uh, that we will, uh, perhaps in this life, certainly in the next, uh, that we will see. And we go back to the Scripture in faith and see all of the times uh, that He's done that before. I pray that that. Uh, is a little bit of an encouragement for Camilla. I don't know that, it, you know, for anyone who's dealing with the loss of a friend or a loved one in a car accident, that, that, that you know, that, that, that my words can, can take away all of that pain. But I, I, I do pray that that, uh, that that offers some comfort, and I know that the Lord uh, can, uh, can certainly strengthen uh, in the midst of such pain. Appreciate uh, you, Camilla. We're going to be praying for you. Uh, folks, 303-690-3000. Jason Vanderveer here with you on Calvary Live. Let's go to Peter in Fort Morgan. Peter, welcome. Thank you very much. I was calling because I'm not from Colorado, and I'm here for a conference. Oh, okay. And my, fa- and my family and I, we live, we just moved a few months ago to uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Mm-hmm. And as I was here listening to your radio thing, and I'm like, no, we've been going to Calvary Chapel in Boise, Idaho for the last 15 years. Yeah, great I church. Just, I just, yeah, and I just wanted to ask, what would it take, how do you go about it, because we cannot find a church outside of Lutherans and Reforms in the Midwest, yeah. and we looked up Calvary Chapel, who would ever do a church plant like Two Falls, Vermilion? You know, that there's just nothing there. Yeah. There's, it's yeah. all Lutheran, and I'm not trying to yeah. pick on Lutherans. No, no, just, no, I, yeah, yeah. You know? Well, no, and, and you know, that's the beauty, so... Uh, I've had the privilege, I, I uh, you know, from the time I was saved, uh, growing up at Calvary Chapel, watching friends and myself and my own family included going, leaving, you know, where we grew up and uh, and and coming here to Colorado at that time when there wasn't a lot of Calvary chapels. Uh, well, there was uh, two. Uh, now we have, I think, uh, thirty or forty. I've lost count, but uh, we have a yeah. lot of great Calvary chapels here in 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 Colorado. And so, you know, there there's still places though, like the Dakotas. They're they're not totally yeah. devoid of Calvary chapels, but um, but uh, obviously, you know, uh, the population centers and and the train being such that it is uh you know south dakota is 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 kind of an outpost right and so uh where where we need uh some good church plants and so uh, to specifically answer your question the first thing that i would do is is probably something that you're already doing and and that's just to pray um to gather together even if you have like-minded people uh, that are are with you that are interested in the same thing to 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 maybe pick a one night a week to gather together with them um, to pray for this, but just to have a prayer meeting in general. Um, and then uh, what I would recommend you do is is contact uh, you know Calvary Chapel in Boise or uh, contact some of the other Calvary chapels uh, in your area. I think there's one in North Dakota, uh, and uh, there might be one or two, but they're not necessarily near you. But they might have somebody that, that uh, is willing uh, or praying about uh, coming out. 
and and yeah. and starting something like that. Yeah. But but it doesn't even have to be a Calvary Chapel in the Dakotas. Like I said, maybe it's Calvary Chapel Boise where you you attended for 15 years, or or maybe it's the other direction. Uh, you know, toward uh, uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin. You know, that direction. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, I know uh, uh, several great Calvary chapels, obviously, uh, in in that area. My son led worship at one of them for a while, and great. Uh, you know, so yeah. uh, living in that part of the world. But but uh, I would suggest that be praying and and feel. You know, I would encourage you to contact some of these different uh, 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 groups. Then the other thing that you can do is also if you want to kind of broaden the net, so to speak, there's a couple of organizations that you can get in touch with um, that are are kind of uh, leadership organizations within Calvary Chapel. Uh, One is the uh, Calvary Chapel Association, uh, and the other is Calvary Global Network, CGN. Both of those organizations, uh, most Calvary Chapels uh, have a lot of involvement with one or the other or both. And uh, right. a lot, of, a lot of times, a lot of those, uh, they're training up pastors that are sometimes interested in coming out. Um, but yeah. in, in, and so that's kind of what you can just, do, how you can approach it. I, yeah, I just remember I would see pastors be trained up in Boise, and they would be sent up to like Homer, Alaska, and they'd go all yeah. these different places. Yeah, and 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 they would do that. And we're not, and we we found a church that we're going to. It's, it's a Baptist church, and I'm not trashing it or being rude. But yep. it just was so heavy-handed as far as, well, if you're a member, you can do this. If you're a member. Yeah, and that's we were a different just, approach. I was just like, oh, my gosh. And I was just, you know. So that's why I'm asking. I don't want you to think of being all negative about other churches. But no, look, just, this has there, there's a heavy-handedness with their their. Yeah, this has nothing, you know, and, and my comments, and, and I'm not taking your comments as having anything to do with any other denomination or non-denomination. It's just if you if you prefer to be a part of a Calvary Chapel and you yeah. like the teaching at Calvary Chapel and you want to see yeah. a Calvary Chapel established, you know, in your area, there's nothing wrong with that. And and cool. what I what I would encourage you also that you could do that a lot of groups have have done is that you know if you do gather a group of people together if you're praying and gathering together and you don't have somebody to teach you the beauty is technology today and so uh, you know you can cool. pick, if you have a particular pastor a Calvary Chapel pastor that that uh, you enjoy. Um, then you know, start streaming their video or audio on those nights when you get together and study the go through the Word of God. You know, utilizing their teaching, cool. um, and so that cool. would be an, would be another recommendation for you. Okay. Well, I pre- I appreciate your time. You have an incredible night. Okay. Hey, you as well. Thanks for the call, Peter, and safe travels home. All right. Thanks. Bye. God bless. Folks, uh, 303-690-3000 is the number to call if you want to join me here on Calvary Live. Jason Vandeveer with you. I'm the pastor at Calvary Chapel here in Parker, Colorado. And if you want to come on out and worship with us, we'd love to have you do so. The next opportunity would be Sunday morning for our uh, upcoming Sunday services. We continue in the book of Judges. It's been exciting, as I've said to people before. If it's a strange passage of Scripture that you're looking for, it's probably in the book of Judges. Uh, And that's what makes it so fascinating, too. Uh, We'll be uh, getting into the... Getting into, into later on in 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 the uh, book of Judges, there the um, 
the story there of, in Judges 19 uh, of the Levite's concubine. And so that's where we're going to be at uh, this Sunday. Looking forward to that. Uh, you can also join us on Wednesday nights. We, we uh, are in 1 Samuel on Wednesday nights. Just finished uh, studying King Saul. Of course, we're not completely done with Saul yet. He, he kind of lingers, but, but now officially in the text, you're, you're really uh, beyond the point that we're at now, looking now uh, at the anointing and the beginning uh, of uh, King David, his rise and ultimately his uh, uh, ascendance to uh, the throne as the second king of Israel. So you can join us Sunday mornings, Wednesday nights. You can go to calvarychapelparker.com or as I just mentioned to Peter, if you're not going to be in the area, uh, we have a lot of great resources available regardless of where you're listening. Studies, uh, audio, video throughout the uh, entire uh, Word of God that you can very easily just pick Old Testament, New Testament book, chapter, verse, go through an entire book and, and just study it for free. And I'd encourage you to take advantage of those resources. But I'd also encourage you to take advantage uh, of this program here, Calvary Live, 303-690-3000. That's the number to call if you want to join me uh, on the air. I have a question here. Can you explain the parables uh, of the cloth and the wineskin uh, in Matthew chapter 9? Certainly, of course, uh, just a couple of verses, Matthew 9, uh, 16 and 17, uh, Jesus says, No one puts a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch pulls away from the garment and the tear is made worse. And so he's just, uh, you know, I remember this as a kid. Mom used to patch my uh, jeans and, uh, you know, you couldn't put an unshrunk piece of cloth or patch uh, on on a uh, on a garment uh, and uh, on an old garment or vice versa. It had to they had to both be the same, otherwise one would tear, uh, shrink, and tear the other. He says in verse 17, Nor do they put new wine into old wineskins, or else the wineskins break. In other words, new wineskins expand, but old wineskins have already stretched to their limits. So if you put uh, wine that is still fermenting and expanding, it's going to cause a wineskin to burst and to be spilled. Both will be ruined. Uh, so the the point is, is that Jesus, if you look at the great context of this passage, Jesus didn't come to fit into the old system and to merely patch up the old system. He came with an entirely new work uh, that, that his listeners needed to understand and embrace. And in the context here, he's, he's saying true righteousness wasn't based on their traditions. He's saying that 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 the fabric of our lives needs to be renewed in Christ, and we need to be new wineskins into which the Holy Spirit can be poured. And so uh, Jesus, of course, butting up against uh, the the traditions uh, of uh, the religious leaders in his day, he wasn't there uh, to, to merely fix up uh, that system. He came, uh, he wasn't there to, to somehow make the old covenant work. Uh, he was there to fulfill the old covenant, but man was not able to fulfill it, thus ushering in the new covenant and the reason uh, for those two parables that Jesus gives uh, there in Matthew chapter 9 there. Hopefully uh, that's uh, helpful to you. 303 690 is the number to call here if you want to join me on Calvary Live. And as I said, Jason, 
Vandevere here with you. If you want to text me, 720 Have a prayer request here for someone suffering from uh, severe migraines. Uh, can relate to that. Let's lift uh, this individual up. Lord, I do uh, just pray uh, for, for this one. Uh, Lord, even now, if they're suffering any event at this moment, I just pray that you'd give them relief, that they would be able to to sleep, that they would be able to to function. If there's any uh, dizziness, any nausea or sickness or or sensitivity to light or certain foods or whatever, all of the circumstances surrounding this, you know. And Lord, I just pray according to your will that you would just deliver and and that you'd you'd help them, Lord, and and and. If for some reason these these effects are are something that you you choose to allow to persist in their life, Lord, that you would sustain them through these and 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 strengthen them, be with them, help them relieve their uh, their pain and 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 comfort them, Lord, miraculously and and regardless of whether you heal or whether you sustain through this, Lord, I just pray that you would use it uh, to to draw them even into an even deeper uh, walk with you. Lord, we pray for all uh, who are listening maybe right now who are suffering from similar, Lord, that you would just come and that you would minister uh, and, and, and that you would uh, uh, bear their pain, Lord. And uh, we love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Listen, appreciate uh, those uh, questions and those uh, uh, prayer requests. We've got just a few minutes left, so uh, if you were going to join us on the air, you'd want to make sure you do it right now because uh, time is uh, kind of winding down on this program, 303-690-3000. In fact, time is wandering, is gotten away from me uh, even faster uh, than, than I realized. But I appreciate everybody listening in today. Great uh, calls uh, great uh, questions uh, and uh, great prayer requests. Thank you so much uh, for the opportunity just to pray with you, to answer your questions. Uh, as, I, as I mentioned uh, to, to Sarah uh, regarding her question, that's what, what makes this program so great is the chance uh, to talk with you and to pray with you and, and just to hear the things that are on your mind and your heart. Again, I'm Jason Vanderveer, pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado. You can go to calvarychapelparker.com. If you want to get more information about us, utilize our resources available online or get directions. If you want to join us uh, out at Calvary Chapel Parker for our upcoming Sunday service or midweek service or anything else uh, going on, my prayer is that uh, God would just richly bless you all uh, this evening, uh, drawing you all closer uh, to himself. And uh, thank you so much. For tuning in, folks, uh, all of our friends in the South, all our friends in the Northeast here in the Front Range, God bless you. Have a great night. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.